next on BYUSN, the Cougars about to get paid. How much and why it matters. And I'm live from NASCAR country. Will BYU's offense be racing out to a fast start on Saturday in Lynchburg? Tell you what, Jerem, racing puns for days happening on today's show if so you're cool many, with that. So many racing puns coming up. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Yes. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, October 20th. I'm Jerem Jordan in Provo. He is Spencer Linton. Where are you today in Virginia? I am in beautiful Martinsville, Virginia, and just behind me sits the famous NASCAR Martinsville track. It's the shortest track on the NASCAR circuit. Ten days from now, Jerem, all of the racing world is going to descend on this track. Probably 250-plus thousand fans as they watch the Xfinity 500 race around. My money's on Chase Roberts. I know you're big into NASCAR. Uh, or, yes. I shouldn't say Chase Roberts. Uh, uh, Jeremy, I, sh <laughs> I should Jeff say Gordon's Chase Elliott. Still going? My mind's on BYU football. <laughs> no, Jeff Gordon's out there. Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. He's got five wins this season. My money's on him. We'll talk NASCAR a little bit later in the program. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt Jr., just what a competitor, you know? <laughs> uh, which, by the way, moments ago, <laughs> I love it. we were afraid, hey, are we going to have por porta potties again? You look like you're in a good spot. Doesn't look like that's going to be an issue. <laughs> no, no, no. There was, this was moments ago, a bunch of porta potties there on a trailer. We go. We were like, oh my gosh, here they come. Oh my gosh. So they're not lined up right behind you, but they're certainly on their way to wherever uh, they're going right This now. is what we do. <laughs> this is what we do for live shots on BYU Sports Station. We find the porta potties, Jerem. This is becoming a thing. Hopefully we don't have any crappy takes today, we but will. on the show I can guarantee we will have this. Uh, probably. Big money approaches for the Big 12. Conference Commissioner Brett Yormark details uh, some finances about the new deal. We'll get into that. What's the deal for BYU football on defense? Is Saturday's outcome all about getting better on that side of the ball, or is it on the BYU offense to pick up the slack? And don't forget BYU women's soccer with a huge victory lap in Malibu yeah. last night. And how much do we really know about Liberty football? We'll get to know the foe with some trivia and the voice of the Flames. But first, today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football leaves today for Lynchburg, Virginia, just the third game in the OG English colony. Aaron Roderick says receiver Chase Roberts going to do some work Saturday. I think you'll see Chase take a step forward, a big step forward this week with, with more practice reps, another week of conditioning. Um, I expect him to play a big part in, in our offense the rest of the season. Absolutely. Roberts has one catch for six yards the last three games due to injuries. Pre-game on BYU TV and BYU Radio Saturday starting at 1.30 Eastern Time. BYU wide receiver Cody Epps and his teammate offensive lineman Kingsley Suomata-Iad have been named to the College Football News mid-season freshman All-American squad. Well-deserved. Epps is top 15 in the entire country in receiving touchdowns already with six this season. BYU's leader in receiving touchdowns last year had six, so that's quite an accomplishment at Game 7. Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill, Daniel Sorensen, and the Saints played the Cardinals in Arizona tonight. 19th ranked BYU women's soccer with a massive, I mean massive road win in Malibu over Pepperdine last night. 4-3 thanks to a brace and game winner from freshman Allie Fryer. The Cougars led three zip at half, held on. BYU now tied for second place in the West Coast Conference with 11 points, three wins, no losses, two ties. 
The Cougars will host former assistant coach Chris Watkins and his Gonzaga Bulldogs when they visit Southfield in Provo. You can watch it live on BYU TV and the BYU TV app on Saturday. Yeah, BYU TV app on that one. Big game between second place teams in the WCC. CBS Sports reports the Big 12 could announce a new TV deal with ESPN and Fox within a matter of weeks. Commissioner Brett Yormark has been quoted as saying, we about to get paid. Just kidding, he didn't say that. He said uh, the deals uh, could be north of the current 43 mil per year. Much more on this coming up in What's Trending. BYU men's golf finished second at TPC Colorado at Heron Lakes, four strokes behind Colorado State. David Timmons was awesome, especially off the tee. I mean, hitting bombs all over the course. He finished second place individually at seven under par. Carson Lundell finished tied for third at five under. Really, really good day of golf for BYU's men. Not as good for the women who finished 14th at the Mary Lynn Smith Sunflower Invitational. Lila Naliai 10 over tied for 15th to lead the team. All rise and shout, it's time for What's Trending. CBS Sports reports, as we mentioned, the Big 12 could be getting a new media rights deal north of 43 mil. Uh, Brett Yormark, the commish, uh, was quoted as saying, quote, I don't believe in flat, stating his expectations are that the schools will earn more than the 43 mil that they currently have. A reminder, BY, this for 2025, BYU is going to get half of the current TV deal money uh, the first two years, and then they about to get paid, as we mentioned. So, Spence, what do you think of that report and $43 million? Major win if BYU is brought in at that level, and it's at least as much as the previous deal was, if not a little bit more, because you and I talked before, like, hey, even if it dips a little bit, it's still going to be a huge boost to BYU's athletic department and to what BYU wants to do in upgrading facilities. And I mean, there's so much that BYU has already accomplished with relatively little compared to the other Power Five conferences and Power Five schools. So if BYU's brought in at that 43 million or even a little bit more, major win for the conference, major win for the new commissioner, Brett Yormark, and obviously a huge, huge win for BYU athletics overall. And maybe less important, but it still resonates with the fans, a major win if this deal goes down in the Big 12 before the Pac-12 locks in their new uh -huh. agreement, I don't know why, but it's because it's because yes, this race between the Big 12 and the Pac-12, like between BYU and anything associated with the Pac-12, if, if BYU is leading out and first in that, we put a ton of emphasis in this, and I'm speaking collectively of the fans, but that. That would be a win in the minds of BYU fans all across BYU Sports Station if the Big 12 is able to lock in this deal. And especially more money, like we'll see what happens with the Pac-12 deal, but more money uh, for the Big 12. Right now, that is the case. We'll see what the Pac-12 comes up with uh, and George Klyovkov, their commissioners, they're trying to figure out their own deal. So, Jeremy, those are my two takeaways. Awesome for BYU to be brought in at Nothing less than 43 if we're going off of what the commissioner says and we believe him. And then, hey, why not be a part of a conference that's locking their, in their deal right now? It feels like the Big 12 is ahead of the curve, and that's good news. Yes. Uh, Brett Yormark also explained that if they don't uh, get a deal done in the short term, not exactly what, sure what that means in terms of the uh, next couple months perhaps, that they would need to wait 16 months for the negotiations to continue. So they are looking ahead, and we know why that matters, Spence. It's a BYU versus Utah thing. It's a look at our Power Five conference versus look at yours. Absolutely, that's a thing with the fans. It matters, right? 
43 mil plus would be unbelievable. We anticipate that BYU's football contract with ESPN currently is somewhere between probably 10 and 14 million dollars. So we're talking about almost quadrupling. Like, what? So here's my list of the top five renovations I want to see with BYU Athletics. Number five, All right. soccer press box. We'd like to be a little higher, have a little better view, okay? Number four, Marriott Center Suites. I think that's a thing. Might need to, you know, dig out the concrete there and put in some suites or something. We got to figure that out. Three, LES Suites at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I think uh, perhaps there's more outside of that press box, which brings me to two. The press box need, uh, needs a facelift. And number one, the locker room at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So with this dough, the BYU is going to start cashing in in, uh, you know, three years uh, every year at 43 mil plus, we think. There's some money to be had, and yeah. BYU doesn't spend it typically until it has it. So perhaps we're, uh, you know, three, uh, five to ten years out from a lot of this stuff potentially happening. But it would be nice. Also, you, you mentioned uh, the Pac-12, Big 12 deal. If the Pac-12 dissolves in any way, shape, or form, um, it will be because the Big 12 is ready to perhaps accept a few of those teams. It feels like the Big 12 is ready now. Quote, we're open for business from Brett Yormark. There's an opportunity there if the Big 12 secures something where the Pac-12 goes, those schools might look and go, well, I'm getting paid more there. That's uh, the mighty dollar controls a lot, as we saw with USC and UCLA a couple of months ago. So could the Big 12 position itself to be a better expansion candidate for some of those teams? We shall see. And uh, it's just exciting because it feels like the Big 12's going in the right spot. They're moving forward. And uh, I can't wait to hear from John Wilner about how this is equal to or less than what the Pac-12 is going to get. Because at the end of the day, there's a yeah, lot of that rhetoric going on on social media. Even at half of what the Big 12 is getting per school right now, and you mentioned BYU is going to get, for the first two years, half of the current deal. 20, 21 million? It's just a, it's, even that is a massive upgrade yeah. from what BYU has with ESPN. And it's been a nice deal with ESPN. BYU's been in the ESPN conference of sorts. It's been incredible. But even that, for the next two years, will be a nice step up. And then when that new deal kicks in, I love it. I'm going to add to your list of potential upgrades yeah. with just a sleeping giant of sorts from BYU, Jerem. And that is the property at Provo High School across the street from BYU's campus. I feel like BYU Athletics is going to do something big with the Provo High property. I don't know what it is. A parking lot. And again, this is just me. This is just me speculating, but I feel like that is a sleeping giant when that additional revenue comes in from the Big 12. Watch out for the Provo High School property. BYU bought that for $10 million in what feels like an eternity ago, what was it, like five or six years ago, that has potential to become something special, I think. So, yeah, it, you want those those upgrades? I want to see something happen on that Provo High School property, and I think eventually we will with BYU getting that additional revenue. Yeah, it's sixth on the list. Honestly, it was an honorable mention for me that I forgot to even bring up. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to – I don't want a volleyball facility. I want the Smithfield House as the spot forever. It's unique. So, yeah, exciting times. We'll see what uh, actually gets done with the Big 12 and the TV deal. ESPN and Fox, by the way, fantastic. That's as exposed as you can be, which is great, outside of, like, CBS on a, uh, at 1.30, which is going to be the Big 10 spot. That's not going to be BYU's spot, Big 12. Come on now. ESPN and Fox, fantastic. You stick with the traditional ones where you get the biggest money, probably, and the most exposure. 
Yeah, yeah. Give me Big 12 after dark all the time. Lavelle Edwards Stadium at night is magical. I want BYU to play big-time night games in the Big 12. Cannot wait for that. I also cannot wait for topic two, so we're going to go there right now, Jerem. On Saturday, I ask you, what is more likely, the BYU defense with Kalani Satake potentially calling plays, some changes, some new life energy into that program being better against Liberty, or the Cougars' offense making up for the defensive struggles. What do you think? I think it's the defense. I think it's easier for this defense to get a little bit better than it is the offense to be a little bit better. I don't agree with Dave McCann's take of, hey, the offense needed to score 53-plus. How about you don't give up 40-plus, okay, especially at home uh, Saturday against Arkansas? No, scoring 35 should be enough typically. Typically. There's going to be some shootouts sometimes. He's about to go to the Big 12. Like, I agree with that part of Dave's convo of, hey, shootouts are coming, um, you know, uh, in, in the Big 12. But this defense is better than what we've seen. Last year they struggled. They were 79th in SP+. But I believe that they can be top 50. Like, we're not asking them to be a good defense, Spence. We're asking them to be mediocre, to be okay. Right now they're bad. Can they just be okay? And Liberty's got some capable weapons that BYU needs to defend against. They need to be ready to go against some of these guys against the Flames. Granted, they've uh, you know had quarterback issues, but they've had good play to the tune of 6-1 and one, despite playing three quarterbacks, which is wild. I believe that Kalani Stocky is going to call the plays this week. I believe BYU will simplify things, and they will be prepared for that Flames offense, which is going to be uh, wild and raucous in front of that home crowd. BYU uh, Cougar Nation is going to show up as well. It's going to be a fun environment Saturday. Jerem, you and I pointed out in the offseason that we thought the key to a special season for BYU did not primarily lie with the BYU offense, but rather the BYU defense getting even a little bit better than the defense was last year. Because statistically speaking, and in all of the major ratings and metrics, BYU's defense last year floated somewhere around the lower 70s into the high 80s. Okay. We just said be a little bit better. Be like middle of the pack. If you can be like dead middle of the pack on defense, then you could potentially have a special season. Well, BYU's defense has not done that. So I feel like it is on the BYU defense to step up. Like I feel like they're more likely to play a much better game. In fact, I feel like they have bottomed out. I don't think you can get much worse than what it's been over the last five weeks, you know, culminating in what happened against Arkansas on Saturday. You give up 52 points at home and lose by 17. Yikes. I feel like that was the bottoming out moment for BYU this specific season, and everything will be an upward trajectory from here on out. So, yeah, for me, it's more likely the BYU defense will play better, frankly, because it was so bad on Saturday. I feel like it can only get better. And quality of opponent has something to do with that, yes. And even though it's in the afternoon, it's Eastern time zone, BYU has played some weird games with those circumstances in play. I feel like BYU's defense is more likely to, to rally around Kalani Satake, rally around Elisa Tuiaki. I saw you see some of the players come out in support of Coach Tuiaki and his humility, his willingness to maybe take on a new role. They've been alluding to that in their social media commentary. So I, I expect them to show up. It's more likely the BYU defense is going to play better. The offense will do their thing. If BYU can score 30-plus and the defense, you know, it does a little bit better, 
then the Cougars should win this game. And I believe they're still about a six, six and a half point favorite. That is right. But the line's been fluctuating all over the place. Okay, our question of the day is this. Do you care how much money BYU is slated to get in a new Big 12 media rights deal? Yes, no. <laughs> Where can I watch the games as part of our poll? Kramer on Twitter and Voice of the Nation says... I care how much money the Big 12 gets broadly. The more money the conference gets, the more secure the conference is long-term. BYU's money situation will work itself out in the long run by being in a stable Power 5. Jordan Burr on Twitter. BYU seems to be better than anyone at doing more with less. I'm excited to see what they can do with more. It's going to be fun to see what that number is. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Now, I should add that with more money that BYU gets higher profile games coming into the Big 12. Just be prepared as fans for ticket prices to yep. go up. Like ticket prices are going to go up. Big 12 tickets all over whether you're going on the road or at home in Provo, like ticket prices are going to go up along with the additional revenue. So prepare yourself Power for five. that. Uh, that's a little bit of that's a little yeah, exactly. It's a little bit of a hit. All right, Jeremy, we remind everyone to tune in Saturday 1:30 Eastern for BYU Sports Nation Game Day live from Lynchburg, Virginia and Provo, Utah. Interviews, features, breakdowns, anything and everything you want to know about the game between the Cougars and Flames, watch it live on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. And how good are the Flames of Liberty? 6-1 and one on the season. Play-by-play -play voice Alan York joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Left, goes for the end zone, and Chase makes the catch! It's a touchdown! Chase Roberts, Cody Epps, and the gang will be back in the Big 12 next year as well, which will be awesome. I'm Jerem Jordan. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. He is Spencer Linton live from Martinsville, Virginia. We now bring in our guest today, the voice of the Liberty Flames on the radio, Alan York. Alan, what's going on, man? Not much. Just uh, enjoyed the preparation for this big-time matchup. Uh, we've not seen the likes of BYU uh, on our campus ever. And so what you're hearing from Coach Freeze, even uh, Kalani Sataki was talking about the biggest home game in our history of this program. It is legit, and the fans are really excited for it. It's going to be awesome. BYU touching all the Christian uh, notes this year with Notre Dame and now Liberty <laughs> making the rounds, which is awesome. Obviously, they played in 2019. That was a one-score game. Now BYU's playing Liberty, who's 6-1, and one, bowl eligible, and really interesting because obviously there's some uh, close wins, a close loss at now number 13 Wake Forest looks really good. And Gardner-Webb was last week. That was a weird game. FCS team, one-point game, Southern Mint. So how good is Liberty? It seems like the Flames are good, but how good? How good is Liberty? I, I, we'll find out on Saturday. <laughs> Definitely the competition ramps up with BYU coming into town. Uh, this is a team under Hugh Freeze who's in his fourth year. His first year was that 19 game we talk about uh, out in Provo. Uh, but he's a proven winner. And when you look at how many stops he's made, uh, and if you can win at those number of stops, you're a pretty good coach. Now, this team, we'll talk about the quarterbacks in a minute. That seems to be the underlying theme this year. We've had four different quarterbacks that have played, uh, mostly due to injury. Um, but defensively, I do think the um, the lion's share of the publicity should be for the defense because they're helping this team stay in a lot of games. Allen Liberty is a two-point conversion away from being 7-0 and this season with a win over Wake Forest, who has proven to be a very, very high-quality opponent. 
Is there something about Liberty and their ability to close games late? I mean, again, the loss happened to Wake and it was close, but other than that, the Flames have won the close games. What's been the key there for Liberty to close things out? They had have had a penchant uh, for these close games and coming up with key fourth quarter drives that have yielded points. And that's the same thing you can talk about last week uh, with the one-point win over FCS uh, Gardner-Webb. And I think it's just a matter of uh, there's some veterans on this team that have been through the fire uh, many times. And when you look at close games that Liberty has had the last couple of years, one comes to mind, a late field goal to win at Virginia Tech. Uh, Big-time bowl win, blocking a field goal against Coastal Carolina a couple of years ago. So the veterans on this team, they've been through uh, intense battles late in games. I think that has helped them get um, over the hump, if you will, with these tight games Liberty's had so far this year. Any win over Coastal is a win for everyone, says every BYU right. fan uh, <laughs> after 2020. Not huge fans here. Uh, okay, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Charlie Brewer, we are familiar with. Uh, started at Utah, of course. Baylor before that. We saw him against BYU. Last year, the Cougars end the streak against the Utes. Uh, we love Charlie Brewer. Um, Caden Salter has started. Also, Jonathan Bennett. You meant, mentioned Nate uh, Hampton as well. Bennett's 3-0 as a starter. Is he the guy on Saturday? Time will tell. Um, was out at practice today, uh, this week. Tuesday, the media is allowed to come for about four periods. Uh, Charlie Brewer, you know, just update your fans. Uh, the second series of the opener at Southern Miss back in early September broke his uh, bone in his right hand. That's his throwing hand. He had pins put in it. They said six to eight weeks, which is coming up right now uh, against BYU. He was back at practice uh, spinning it pretty well from what we could tell. Um, so coach freeze actually met with the media today. I have not seen that video prepping for this show here today. Uh, it, but it would not surprise me to get, uh, Charlie Brewer, some snaps in this game, uh, because Jonathan Bennett, although three and O is a starter, uh, his completion percentage is not really where you would want a starting quarterback, although he does have a great skill set. So obviously we'll find out Saturday. I'm sure coach freeze has more, uh, for the media after his media session here today. Alan, Liberty has the most takeaways of any team in the country, 18, which is just a remarkable number at this point of the season, seven games in. Does it matter who the quarterback is if your defense can generate that many turnovers? It certainly has not mattered so far. You know, going back to last year, you mentioned the 18 takeaways Liberty has so far through seven games. They had 11 total all of last year takeaways. Mm. So in spring ball, they created this moniker, tips and overthrows, we got to get those. And they have really bought into that. They even had T-shirts made for the defense. Coach Freeze will wear that around campus to remind uh, everybody that mindset of we need to take the ball away. So they've been very aggressive with that. It hasn't uh, meant that the tackling has been bad. So they're just grabbing the football. Tackling has been pretty good this year. Uh, but it's something they've really taken to heart and has really shown so far. And it's not just takeaways, it's sacks and TFLs, uh, second in the country in those categories. It's also giveaways, Alan. It's been interesting. 18 takeaways, but 16 giveaways. So turnovers feel like a big story here. BYU has not taken the ball away a lot on defense, just seven of those, but only five giveaways. Do you feel like turnovers are an equalizing factor in Saturday's game? I certainly do. And you look at the 11 of those turnovers you talk about, 11 of those, almost three quarters of them have been interceptions. 
And many of those have been on first or second down. And that has related into uh, some discrepancies in the time of possession. So when Liberty's running the football, they've taken pretty good care of the football, five fumbles so far. Um, but just, again, it's the erratic play of the completion percentage uh, that has curtailed offensively what Coach Freeze wants to do so far. He's been very frustrated um, in the fact that his offense has not been as consistent as he has wanted going into the season. Alan York is the play-by-play -play voice of the Liberty Flames. He's on BYU Sports Nation. Alan, can you give BYU fans an idea of how this Liberty community and alumni base is looking at this game with Coach Hugh Free saying this is going to be history, biggest opponent to ever visit Lynchburg and play football at Liberty. What's the atmosphere around campus, around the alumni base like right now as this game comes closer? It's exciting. It's electric. Uh, it's a sold-out stadium. As of Monday, when we had our external meeting, there was a few berm seats available. So you're looking at 25,000-plus. For, for what we play in, Liberty, that's going to be a big deal. Uh, Syracuse was here back in 19. Uh, that drew about 19,000. Uh, but this game is going to be just off the charts. And you look, you mentioned the spiritual foundation of both of these schools. Uh, Jerry Falwell Sr., uh, who came out, uh, you know, when he founded this school uh, 50 plus years ago, he said he wants liberty to be what BYU is to the Mormon community and what Notre Dame is to the Catholics. He wants that to be for the Christian faith. Um, and so it, it manifested itself. I really think that 19 game was one that everybody really got emotional about because his vision was being manifested. And then to have BYU come here to the mountain, uh, it only makes it that much more special for those fans coming on Saturday. And, Alan, it'd be one thing just to show up. It's another to be 6-1 and one and hosting BYU all the way across the country, which is a pretty cool experience. And Cougar Nation's going to be there, and it's going to be fun. All the, all the Cougar fans are going to descend on the area. My sister lives two and a half hours away. I'm saying, hey, you got to be at this game uh, out of West Virginia. Get, slide down over uh, to Lynchburg. It's going to be great. You mentioned time possession. 5-0 and when losing it this year for Liberty, which is crazy. Lost it in 6-7. of seven. Um, The turnovers certainly weigh into that. I want to talk about points at home. Exactly 21 in all three. Do you expect that exact number or more on Saturday? Uh, history uh, would state that. Um, <laughs> I, I, who knows? And I think it all depends on the quarterback. You know, Charlie Brewer, if he does get to play, he hasn't played since week one. Uh, how rusty will he be in a game situation? Don't know. Uh, Jonathan Bennett, if he does start, obviously this will be the biggest game he's ever started in his career, and he's been here since 2019. Uh, so we're going to have to score more than 21 to beat BYU, that's for sure. Um, and I know defensively there's some things that BYU's working through, um, and you know Liberty's going to have to do a much better job staying on the field on third down. You know They're among the worst teams in the country, only getting off the field at you know, 32% on third down offensively. So that's going to have to improve. They have to sustain drives, which they've not been able to do uh, as well as they wanted to so far this year. Alan, what's the one thing that BYU fans that are going to make the trip to Lynchburg uh, uh, for the game on Saturday need to do other than watch football or maybe the restaurant they need to visit in Lynchburg? I will be honest with you. I just walked through my, my office is uh, in our athletics facility right behind the football stadium. And we have uh, one of our uh, radio sponsors, County Smoke Barbecue. 
uh, Ken Hess uh, was actually at the stadium uh, filling his drink cooler about 10 minutes ago when I walked through there. So I chatted with Ken. Um, he's got a, a, a restaurant across town. So County Smoke Barbecue, I would recommend. Uh, and Ward's Road is the main thoroughfare right behind campus. That's where you're going to find your Olive Garden, your Texas Roadhouse, your Chili's, et cetera. Um, and for those really want to be adventurous, Liberty has one of the few 365-day uh, uh, outdoor ski facilities. It's called Snowflex. And you can rent snowboards. You can do uh, tubing down uh, the AstroTurf uh, uh, layer of it. Um, it. It's not a huge facility, but it's on top of the mountain right next to the LU monogram. So the Snowflex would be one. If you had some time, stop by there. And uh, a couple of those restaurants I mentioned, including, uh, including County Smoke Barbecue. Hey, that all sounds amazing. I might be hopping on a plane uh, this afternoon uh, to get there. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Alan, we appreciate the time. Should be a fun game uh, coming up in Lynchburg Saturday. Thank you. Tremendous coverage, guys. Appreciate the time and uh, have safe travels here to Lynchburg. Thank you. Alan York, play-by-play -play of the Liberty Flames. You got to go check out that barbecue, right, Spence? Absolutely. I'll be checking out the barbecue. Uh, I want to snowboard as well, but my torn MCL is saying otherwise, Jerem. So maybe I'll just be sitting on my rear end and tubing potentially. Yeah, we've Hopefully got some places you can snowboard here. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. All right. Uh, speaking of Lynchburg and game day, for those listening on the radio side, a reminder to join Greg Rubel, Riley Nelson, Jason Shepard, all of our homies on that side as they get you set for the Cougars and Flames Saturday, 1.30 Eastern, live on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. And coming up, we begin a new bowl campaign today and why it's all about the opponent and not the bowl or even location. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, it's simple. Follow us on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Hello to everyone in the control room. I love you. You're awesome. It's been a minute since we showed the control room, and uh, it's good to know they're working hard. You know, we had some questions, and uh, now we know that we can actually see them. Yo! Michael Hunter, Amy Harris, and Ben Bagley <laughs> among them. We appreciate everybody's amazing contributions and our amazing students. We've never said this, uh, well, uh, a ton, but we have a lot of students who work on our show. They do a great job, uh, and we appreciate what they're doing. Okay, he is Spencer in Martinsville, Virginia, hanging out on a NASCAR track. I am Jerem Jordan at a not NASCAR track. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round is presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Jerem, in their latest bowl projections, the Athletic has BYU playing the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina yes. in the Frisco Bowl in Texas. Should we just embrace and campaign to play the Shants in a bowl game at this point? Doesn't matter where. Yes. Should we just be like, hey, BYU Coastal Carolina, make it happen? Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, C-cubed, in fill-in-the-blank ESPN-owned bowl. Yes. I want the smoke. We want this. Just don't tell them until Wednesday of that yes. week. That's my only request. I'm going to continue to say that. <laughs> and they have to travel 2,000 miles. Yes. Okay, like, it doesn't matter. Yes. Location doesn't matter. Location, Location doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Give me the teal. 
Bring on the teal and the royal. Let's clash. Let's do this in a bowl game. It would be very, very interesting. I love the idea of that. Yes, mullets versus Mormons, part two. Hugh Free says uh, BYU has some, <laughs> quote, full-grown men. Um, it is a tall, tall cha challenge. You know, they're um, physically much larger than we are. Um, they've got some full-grown men. Full-grown men. Is Freeze talking about the actual physical, physical stature here, or is this code for BYU is old? It's both, Jerem, and I'm actually okay with it because he just didn't say the word old. He didn't, yeah. he didn't you know, hit or the mature. hot button word, which is old, old guys, mission trips, none of that stuff. He just said full-grown men, and I'm okay with that. It's both, it's both of those things, but I'm glad he didn't go the usual route of every other coach and every other team, so I'm okay with this. Plus the accent kind of mixes it up, I'll be honest, full-grown man. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> The dude coached a game from a hospital bed, Jeremy. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> He's laying down. Thumbs up. <laughs> Amazing. Hugh, Hugh Freeze is dedicated to the craft. Oh, my goodness. All right, Jeremy. College football commissioners are meeting today in Dallas to talk further about the college football playoff expansion. Very exciting. Do you think we will have an expanded playoff in 2024 or do you think we're gonna have to wait until 2025 or beyond i really hope we have it in 24. i think it's inevitable uh like thanos and i just really think that we should have this because it's gonna be awesome we essentially have it in the new year six it's not exactly that it's kind of that let's get to it let's go why not there's so much money in it like what reasons are there to not do this there is no reason to not do it that's the thing like I know that the logistics are going to be difficult to work out, but who cares when there's so much money involved and the fans want, yes, figure it out, and I think they will. Because if it doesn't come into play in 2024, how unexciting is the college football playoff going to be that year? It's Everyone's not that saying, exciting okay, now. Great. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, awesome. Same four to five programs every year. Just give me something different, at least in the first few rounds. Maybe a crazy upset happens. Bring it, make it happen. Let's go already. Yeah, it's it's not that exciting now. The semifinals are blowouts, and then we hope the championship game's good. Women's soccer gets a big win in Malibu against Pepperdine. What does it mean for the season now? It means that BYU is now that much closer to being the team to beat in the West Coast Conference. You and I said last week, hey, while BYU is down right now, per se, if they can take care of business against undefeated Portland at home, which they did, and get a road win at Pepperdine and Malibu, which they did, now they're right back in the race with Santa Clara and the others atop the conference. And they got Gonzaga. If BYU beats Gonzaga at home this weekend, Jerem, I would say that They've got a case for being the best team in the West Coast Conference in spite of the slow start, and they're again the team to beat. Beat Gonzaga, and now you are the team to beat in the WCC. As you can see in the graphic over Spencer, uh, in the West Coast Conference standing, Santa Clara, 15 points. They've won the first five games, uh, three points each, of course. They haven't played any of the top four. They have that coming down the stretch now. BYU's uh, going to play Gonzaga on Saturday, host Santa Clara next week. And then you've got uh, you know some tough ones uh, down the stretch for BYU at San Diego, at LMU. Winnable games, not as tough against those big four. BYU tied for second. They can be in second place by themselves on Saturday. And so they're in business for a WCC title. The RPI is 19 coming into the week. So 
Fury's in a great spot to host at least a first round NCAA tournament game and perhaps win a WCC title. Let's go. I love it. Well done to the women for stepping up in the big games. And I'm glad you brought up the fact that Santa Clara hasn't really played anybody. BYU gets the Broncos at home. Looking forward to that game. Another like statement opportunity for the women. On to a sports equinox day, Jerem. And by sports equinox, I mean the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, and even the NHL all have games on the same day. 27th time ever. Should we be paying more attention to this? Is this, you know, more noteworthy? Is this cool to you? No, it's the 27th time ever. If you said it was like the third time ever, isn't it going to be the next couple of weeks that we're going to have this? Like, is this a big deal? It does it every Thursday and Sunday and Monday. Like, we're going to have this. I mean, it's cool because it gives sports fans a lot to watch. So I like that. But yeah, it's. I don't think it's. Uh, anything super crazy you bring up a valid point it's 27 times <laughs> like by now it's like okay cool it's one of those times awesome let's go yeah like my family was like hey this is so exciting you're graduating from BYU when I did and I said yeah just like the thousands of other people that do every year like to me to me that wasn't <laughs> that big of a deal but I appreciate the love okay last but not least John Rothstein <laughs> moments ago tweeted this sources the division one transformation committee has, has had dialogue to expand the NCAA tournament in all sports to include 25% of the programs who are eligible. This would mean the men's, and I'll add the women's, basketball NCAA tournament would expand by approximately 20 teams. Many have opposed this. Are you opposed to an expansion to 96 teams in the NCAA tournament? I've always thought that number was just too many. Like 96 teams, it just seems like a lot. Now, like now we're going, you know, three, three and a half weeks of the NCAA tournament. So it just seems kind of strange. And I like that it's tough for teams to get into the field of 68. Like if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And, and I, I think that there kind of is a, it, it's, uh, while it stinks to be on the outside looking in, there's something to be said about making the tournament. I don't want to be college football with these millions of bowl games on the basketball side like I kind of like the tournament being that much more special because it's really difficult to get in but to our point about expansion with the college football playoff it just makes way too much sense so I can see it happening as much as I think it might dilute the sport and the NCAA tournament. Let's be careful not liking expansion because we just got expanded into the Big 12. But I, I, do, <laughs> I do think 96 would be cool. Obviously, it's not traditional. It's hard. And I think BYU is going to be out more than in in the NCAA tournament in the Big 12. So I wouldn't mind this because if you told me, hey, BYU in football, they expanded the playoff to like 24 teams. Well, now BYU has a shot at making that every year. A 12-team playoff, it's like maybe once in the next 10 or 20 years. Like, that's going to be tough. So I'm I'm in favor of it. In the NFL, it's about 50%, right? And we don't complain. We don't complain. It'd be 25% in college. That's a lot. 96 teams is a lot. But, I mean, I, I would be very, very interested in seeing how they bracket this thing out. Can you imagine how big the bracket is? Hey, I'm sorry, I'm going to need like a 12 by 18 page for all of these teams. 11 by 17 tablet. Yeah. Ledger. Yeah. Okay, okay. Coming up on Wednesday, speaking of basketball, Jeremy, we get the season started with the blue-white scrimmage for men's basketball. Watch it live on the BYU TV app, 9 Eastern. Basketball is here. I love it, baby. And coming up, we bring it back. Know the foe, Liberty Edition.
live from Martinsville, Virginia in Provo, Utah. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation from Provo and Martinsville. What's up? Jeremy Jordan alongside Spencer Linton. We love Know the Foe. We haven't played it this year, but it is back, baby. Hit it. Eight questions, no winners. It's <laughs> Know the Foe on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Ben, what's up, dog? It's been a minute. How well, you doing? Welcome, welcome back. It's good to be back with Know the Foe. By the way, guys, uh, Know the Foe in the break, we our, our security firm of Dewey Cheatham and How did the coin flip. Jeremy, you won. So you will go first. I want Carlos Swenson has them involved in the legal proceedings. What's well, I going think, on here? Yeah, well, I think <laughs> I think this is the same security firm that represents the Houston Astros. So, all right, we'll start here with question number one, Jerem. This is for you. Okay. BYU will face Liberty this weekend at Williams Stadium. How many fans does that stadium hold? Twenty-five thousand. I didn't even have to give you options. Nice job by you. All right, that's a point for Jerem Spencer. You're up next. Liberty College, like BYU. Ellen, Ellen York said it. Ellen York said it. I read the game notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Spencer. Liberty College, like BYU, boasts a very nice bell tower on campus. In fact, Liberty's Freedom Bell Tower is the tallest building in Lynchburg at 17 stories high. Mm. But which bell tower holds more bells, BYU or Liberty? <laughs> it's BYU. Come on. Oh, nice. Correct. 52 to yeah. 25. That's going to be the score, too, by the way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so BYU by 17 plus? <laughs> All right, back to you, Jerem. Liberty is one of how many institutions of higher education in the Lynchburg area? Oh, boy. Is it two, three, four, or five? Let's go three. No, it is five. Oh. There is the Virginia University of Lynchburg, Randolph College, University of Lynchburg, Central Virginia Community College, and Liberty. So five. Randolph Childress University. Who doesn't know about Randolph College? <laughs> Randolph, Randolph Childress, Wake Forest. Yeah. There you go. All right, Spencer, back to you. Liberty University was founded in 1971. When it was founded, it was founded under which name? Liberty Baptist College. Lynchburg Baptist College, Thomas Road Baptist College, or Liberty College? I'm going to go with Liberty Baptist College. Mm, nope, nope, sorry. Lynchburg oh. Baptist College. Jerry Falwell Sr. changed it to Liberty during the bicentennial in 1776 to capitalize uh, on the, uh. the patriotic fervor going on at the time. Yes, very nice. All right, so... Through four questions, you both got one right. Congratulations. We're on track for this well, game day guarantees. What's that? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Question five back to you, Jerem. What is the name of the Liberty mascot? Is it Sparky? Is it Glenn? Is it Sam or is it George? I'm going to go Sam. Dang it. No, nope. Sparky. Sparky? Sparky the Flame. Sparky, Sparky the it's Flame. It's actually an eagle, but Sparky the Flame. I was going to say, how, how do you represent a flame? Uh, With a spark. No, eagle, yeah. All right. Sam the Eagle would have been awesome. Are all of those other names have to ask people a Muppets, on the probably. staff, Ben? That's why Sam got there. What was that, Spencer? Yeah. Are all of those other people that you named people on the staff today? No. 
<laughs> Sam Adams, okay. George Washington, those were good. Those are good. I like that. All right, Spencer, Spencer, we're back to you. Which ESPN personality is a Liberty graduate? Is it Susie Colbert? I know it. Max Kellerman, Samantha Ponder, or Mel Kuyper Jr.? Can I take it if he doesn't get it? I think it's Sam Ponder. Oh, it is. Correct. Nice. Spencer takes yeah. a 2-1 lead. Woo! I remember seeing that somewhere. Jerem. In the notes. Jerem, this is your final question. You must get it right to we extend the game. We ran out of music. <laughs> the Liberty Campus does have which of the following amenities, unique amenities on campus? Okay. Is it an archery range, a cornhole facility, a gun range, <laughs> or a lemonade bar where students can enjoy many flavors of delicious lemonade for free? A lemonade bar? Let's go with the gun range. They do yeah! have a gun range, yes. It wasn't the lemonade hey, bar. Hey, that was totally spirit, fabricated. The spirit of Chase Fisher lives. He said, I'm about three things. God, guns, and America. And so is Could Liberty. have been a Liberty graduate. Yeah. All right, yep. Spencer, this is for the win. Mm -hmm. Well, Liberty has zero athletic national championships. They do have multiple debate national championships. Here we go. In fact, Liberty is the Ooh. only school to win the ADA, CEDA, and NDT titles in the same year. Tell me what one of the following stands for, Spencer. <laughs> ADA, CEDA, or NDT? <laughs> That's so hard. Uh, I'm going to go with ADA, and it's American Debate Association. Come on! Oh, for the win. Was, you're right. That was easy. For the win. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer really gets the win. Congratulations. Show, <laughs> you are the Know the Foe champion today. Man, I am Let's 0 go. for 3 in go. all of our <laughs> contests. Jeez. <laughs> American Debate Fantasy football is going to treat you well this week, Jeremy. Fantasy, fantasy no, football is going to be I already good lost the season. I've got a great feeling. I knew I lost so hard I didn't even show up on Monday. <laughs> It's okay. It happens. Now, remember how bad I was last year in like bold predictions or whatever? No, going for two and uh, our basketball predictions. It was a runaway by you. So this just evens the field. I guess. Just what have you done for me lately? You know, I got to do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, lately, the BYU women's soccer team has been winning big games. They've got another one on Saturday. The number 19 Cougars host Gonzaga at Southfield. Watch the game live at 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app. And coming up, rise and shout out to a freshman getting the job done against Pepperdine. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps or listen to the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day is this. Do you care how much money BYU is slated to get in the new Big 12 media rights deal? Ben Nichols on Twitter. I mean, it's just money. Who needs money when you're part of a happy family in the Big 12 conference? I am sure everyone will learn to be nice to their brothers and sisters and never quarrel or complain over what each school receives as Daddy <laughs> Yormark is fair and just. Hash, hashtag sarcasm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's very sarcastic. Uh, 
UT Perkins on Instagram. Yes, definitely. It will be a game changer for all BYU sports, including women's sports, not just football, facilities, staff, recruiting, most importantly of all, exposure for uh, the school and the church. Yeah, it's going to benefit everybody. It's going to be awesome because hopefully now BYU can uh, you know, continue to and elevate its pay for top-notch coaches and assistants and, and be able to be more competitive in that sphere. I know BYU is trying to do that um, and, and not just be ballers on a budget which BYU does, but uh, when, you, when you're getting hopefully 43 mil plus per year, that's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, just shout out yes, to at yes. uh, Snowshoe Freak. says, you guys do realize that BYU doesn't get 43 mil. I'm pretty sure their cut will be one-twelfth of that. No, that's not how it works. Uh, it's every school getting 43 mil plus is the anticipation. <laughs> so, no, do you realize that's not how it works? So, no, it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm doing the math right now, and, and I know Ben Bagley's saying, don't do math on the air, Spencer. You can do math really well 12. on the air. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh, fair, fair enough. Okay, 43 million times 12. I mean, that alone is like $516 million. It's That's like, the type of money we're talking about for yeah. the whole conference per year. Okay, now, you didn't look that up? 516 million, that's what it is. Hold on, you didn't look that up? You just like did, did that not. in your head? No, I did not. Why are you in sports broadcasting? I hope it's right. <laughs> Feels like you could like, make way more. I ask myself that doing... question often. <laughs> Gary Lee Voice today, presented by PAX Healthcare <laughs> Elevated. The Holy Cougar Tale on Twitter. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Today's Rise and Shout Out, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Allie Fryer scored a brace. That is two goals. For the women's soccer team, including the game winner. Yes. Against Pepperdine. Freshman power. Shout out to Maple Mountain. That's, uh, that's my high school uh, boundaries now uh, in, in uh, Mapleton and Spanish Fork there. Big win, Spence. And a freshman gets it done, Allie Fryer. Hey, and, and don't be surprised if uh, the freshman contingency comes up big for the BYU women on Saturday night against Gonzaga, too. They are balling out, man. They're playing really well. Ten goals in the last two games at home. Look out, Gonzaga. Although they scored 2.3 a game, they're good. It'll be fun. Our thanks to today's guest, Alan York. Our conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and TikTok, I guess, too. This uh, and all of our shows are available on demand, BYUSN.com. Hey, way to pull, bust out the Carlton during uh, the break last segment. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time Let's for go. Spencer. I'm Jerry. Shout out to Katie Larkin. Go Cougs. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs>